well, our moms think we're funny. Um, so, to, so one of the major plot things, though, is that Steppenwolf is here um, on Earth to get the mother. So the first mother box is called to him. Um, so I guess we need to go back to BVS. Um, the movie starts off for starts off with Superman being killed and screaming, and his scream sends out this shockwave that that's the bell that um, Luther was talking about. How you know the bell's been rung, you can't unring it, and um, that was a shockwave to kind of say that this planet no longer has a protector. Yeah, yeah, and that bell activated the first mother box, and so that drew Steppenwolf there to find the other mother boxes. Um, uh, now I was gonna say, as much as I love this Snyder, the Snyder cut, and I'm gonna probably watch it again fairly soon. Mm-hmm. As much as I love the Snyder cut, though, it does have there is one major part of this of it that I absolutely hate, um, and uh, and I'll talk about that later. But there's one part you and I talked about last night that I absolutely hate. About the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Um, but um, so Steppenwolf shows up. What I hate most about it is that Amber Heard's in it. But that's just me. Well, I mean, <laughs> you couldn't, uh, you couldn't not take her out. Uh, because oh, I could have. <laughs> well, I mean, it would have cost even more to like have to remove her and put somebody else in. And, you know. But um, the um, Steppenwolf is there and he's been, he's disgraced. He's been disgraced because he, at some point... Turned on Dark Side, mm-hmm. um, and he has to conquer. I don't know how many um, he was originally like uh, punished with, but he still has fifty thousand more worlds to conquer before Dark Side will even listen to his plea mm-hmm. for forgiveness. Yeah, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, that's wild. So he's he so he's there to collect the mother boxes, and he gets the first one, and uh, and he talks to Desad, which is kind of awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's really cool, uh, and his whole thing with that, and of course he's got his uh, his uh, this really cool badass suit. Um, one great thing in it is like there's no like the parademons feed on fear thing, and like yeah, them they, turning against him. Like yeah, because that was my big criticism of the ending was that that whole thing was stupid. That was so fucking. It stupid. was stupid as hell, and they took every trace of it out, and I couldn't be happier about that. It's because, um, I mean, with the exception of obviously if I'm going to use a gun to, to attack somebody, but even if I'm going to use a gun, I'm going to probably try to wear some kind of like um, armor, like bulletproof vest right. or something to protect myself because probably someone else is using a gun or in case I lose the gun, someone tries to shoot me. Yeah, but getting shot really hurts. Right. So, <laughs> But if you are some kind of like hero or whatever, you your whatever your ability is or if you lead like an army of people, like – you would not give them a weapon that's capable of harming you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not how that works. So why would I, you know, why, why would I have these people that, that, you know, will feed on fear and could possibly turn against me? It's, yeah, it's just yeah. dumb. So should we talk about uh, dark side a little bit? Well, so I was going to get to is that, uh, so the, the Steppenwolf's whole thing is he's, you know, trying, trying to redeem himself. Um, and he has a dark side and the first mother box uh, calls to him and all that kind of stuff. And then we see that, uh, excuse me, when they do the, um, the flashback to the mother box and all that stuff, it's not Steppenwolf who came to Earth. It was Darkseid. Right, right. And, and watching Darkseid, like, do his shit is just beautiful. It was really cool. Now, I do want to complain a little bit because he didn't use his Omega Beams during that. That is true. And to me, like, you know, I think of Darkseid, I think of Injustice 2. Where, like, he keeps his hands behind his back the whole time. His back is ramrod straight. He fights with the Omega Beams. 
And and that that I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of. Now, I will say that when Cyborg has this vision of the future and he sees Darkseid killing all the members of the Justice League, yes. you have a beautiful shot with the Omega Beams when he's fighting Aquaman. Yeah, you do. That was great. That was really, really cool because it was so dismissive. And that, that's the way I always picture Darkseid. He's got the guy pinned against the wall. He's holding him by the throat. And then the Omega Beams just trace around and hit somebody behind him. And it's like, that was really cool. That was nice. I really, really liked that. But I would have liked to have seen that during, like, the big war scene. Uh, so, um, I guess I'm gonna have to just get to the thing, the part that I really hate, the part that we both really hate yep. about the Snyder Cut, <laughs> is that because it ties directly in what you're saying about the Omega Beam. I don't want to give away too much with the Omega Beam because you you expect to see that in the big fight with Darkseid, mm-hmm. which you're not gonna get because the big fight with Darkseid doesn't come until the next movie, yeah, which we're not gonna get. Yeah, that's the thing I hate about this movie is that it's so good and it leads us to this point where. Darkseid is about to come to Earth. No, now is it Darkseid, right? Is Darkseid his like his all of his um I'm assuming they're they're hunger dogs or parademons, one of them. Um so his army, mm-hmm. Desaad and Granny Goodness. Yeah, and Granny Goodness yeah. seen it right there. My only complaint is Granny Goodness was not fat enough. Right, um, right. But uh but he was gonna, he's gonna bring Granny Goodness and Desaad to Earth, and he's gonna come there with his army, and you know they're gonna fight because one thing we find out, um, was Steppenwolf finds out and tells them, and, and when he tells them, like, Darkseid appears and talks to him personally, mm-hmm. where he's been ignoring him all this time. I love that that elicited a response from both of us when it happened. Yes. It's like, we just thought, oh yeah, Desaad just kind of hung up on him, and then Darkseid steps out, we're both like, oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> is The anti-life equation is on Earth. Mm-hmm. And so Darkseid is coming there, and the heroes think that everything is all cool in the gang. They've won. And they're like, yeah, no, we're going there because you know, they don't know anything about the anti-life equation. They, the heroes don't. Mm-hmm. And they think, oh, hey, we won. We stopped this. And, and we're, yay, good, you know, kudos for us. And like, no, no, you didn't, you didn't win. <laughs> no, you, the, no. the fight just started. And, uh, but we're not going to get that. Yeah. So it, this, this sets up like three or four future movies. Yeah. Like they, they could have really taken this far, but instead they got their Christmas bonuses and now this is all we're going to get out of it. And it makes me mad. Now, to be fair, though, you know, they did give Snyder's like $75 million extra dollars. They did do that. To finish the movie. <laughs> well, they did reshoots. If, if they gave him that, imagine how much their Christmas bonuses were. <laughs> well, the HBO Max, quote unquote, uh, yeah, gave him that. Yeah. But, I mean, um, and they, they did do reshoots and stuff. So, not all this was entirely what was originally uh, filmed. Yeah, yeah. But no, there, there had to be new stuff with it. But I think this was the original vision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, um, like I kept saying with the initial thing that I wish they'd used Martian Manhunter instead of Cyborg, and they actually brought Martian Manhunter in, but unfortunately it was just, like, a, a very, very brief cameo. Like, I think he has about a grand total of 30 seconds of screen time. Um, yeah, as Martian Manhunter, he does have about 30 seconds of screen time. Yeah, which kind of sucks, because <clears throat> he looks good. Um, so that brings me to another point, um, which is, Martian Manhunter's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a scene where Lois is talking to uh, Martha Kent and Martha, so Martha shows up at her house, at her apartment and she's talking to her and she's telling her, yeah, um, yeah, I lost a farm and, you know, and yeah, I had to move in and she's like, well, you know, you can stay here. And she's like, oh no, I'm fine. I found a place uh, closer to the cafe where I work and this and that. And they talk, there's a little conversation. Martha leaves and then uh, Martha, when she leaves, she then turns and she changes into Martian Manhunter. 
and then change it from Martian Manhunter into the general. Yeah. The not not the the guy who shows you car insurance. The guy from <laughs> Batman vs Superman and from Man of Steel. Um, the 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 black general guy, I forget his name, General Kensington or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, turns into him. So he has been Martian Manhunter the whole time. Mm-hmm. So later on, which is not shown, but later on, Lois is going to have a conversation with Martha, or she's going to have a conversation with Clark and be like, "Yeah, you know." Your mom came by and saw me, um, and we, we talked and stuff after your death. And it was really sweet. And, you know, she told me about the, losing the farm. And he's like, really? So then he's going to be I was like, yeah, she told me about the time you came to her apartment. I've never been to her apartment, Clark. <laughs> or, yep. Lois, or Lois and Martha can be talking. Like, you know, it really meant a lot to me. And you came by and talked to me. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but like, look, don't fucking guess like me, bitch, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, you may be his mother, but I'm the one who gives him pussy. So <laughs> let's be honest here, right? <laughs> Ga- gaslighting? Are you even making up words again? <laughs> You didn't have any idea how crazy you sound, <laughs> gaslighting. You know, Bruce told me all about his future dream, and it wasn't it wasn't save Martha, okay? It was save Lois. She's the key. So don't piss me off, bitch. Um, uh, but now I I did like the future vision, which maybe I'm jumping too far ahead on that. But um, but I was but that part. I mean, it's really cool, but. You, again, you you you're creating a problem there. That yeah, you're <laughs> making us want more when there's not going to be more. When I was talking about the the whole Martian Manor pretending oh, to be well, somebody, yeah, that, that and then too. you're going to end up having an <laughs> argument later. That that's always going to come up later, even even if they both be like, okay, you know, whatever, whatever. You say you didn't show up, and you know, you say you did, whatever. Fine. He probably gleaned some kind of perverse pleasure out of that. Yeah, uh, but it was cool to see Marshman Manor, and then see it again at the end. When he talks to, to Bruce Wayne, who is so nonplus. <laughs> I love that. And he's just like, uh, cause you can see he's kind of like surprised, but at the same time, he's like, uh, yeah, um, so we got this league. Um, if you want to join it, you know, uh, <laughs> meetings are on Wednesdays. Um, you can use the help. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, there's, you know, coffee and donuts if you eat that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, burning a little bit from Falcon there, uh, but yeah, but he he's so like nonplus. I just think I think that's so funny. You know, at that point, it's got to be old hat where it's like, oh, of course, why not a Martian? You yeah. know, like okay, well, I've I've met gods and angels and other aliens. Why not this? Um, at the end of the movie, because there's no there's no like weird like Russian family. Yeah. There's no uh, we stopped everything and it turned it turned like all these. There's no there's no like uh, purple energy tendrils that are like reaching out, trying to take this stuff over. Yeah. None of that exists. So there's no like weird flowers, like, you know, that are growing. That would only be like, be like, Oh, Hey, guess what people were, um, you know, we're like the CDC. We're gonna have to come in there and we're gonna have to examine all this stuff. And then, Oh, we also want to see if these have any potentials for making like really good drugs to get high to cure diseases from. So, um, so, so like none of that happens, um, which is great. I'm glad that, you know, oh, them, yeah. that tacked on happy ending kind of bullshit. Yeah. I'm so glad they took all that shit out. Um, there, uh, I feel like we're bouncing around so much. Um, we are, yeah. Which I, I wasn't really too intent on trying to like be perfectly sequential. Uh, so they, they do a really good job of, like I said, of, um, kind of really fleshing out the flash and, uh, making them seem... More of like a like a real person, um, you know. And in the end, do we want to talk about the end scene with the Flash? Yeah, we can. Right. So the the heroes the heroes lose. Uh, he's they're trying to separate the mother boxes, and they in order for them to do that, they have to give it the they need some kind of like uh, 
electrical charge to keep them from because the mother box are going to merge into one mother box is the singularity and when that happens that's when dark side is going to come and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so cyborg's trying to separate them and the flash is running around building up this charge he's supposed to go in there and hit like you know zap it and then they'll be able to separate them but because the flash gets shot and falls he and loses the charge and he's not able to um the mother boxes merge together and then that's that mm-hmm so then the Flash, I mean, after he heals himself, he's like, you got to heal, you got to heal. And he, you know, basically forces himself to heal because, you know, he's got that, that, you know, it's not, it's not just that he moves fast, but everything about him kind of moves fast. So he is accelerated healing. In mm-hmm. this case, he just kind of like kind of focuses and ramps that up some. Um, but he also says, I've got to run faster than I've ever ran before. And he runs back in time, which is kind of awesome because like things that are, that were like exploded, you see him running and it's like, it's kind of it's weird when you first see it because he's running on nothing, but yeah. then the ground starts to form beneath him, and then you realize that he's running back in time. So it's like he's running backwards, um, and like almost like the, the explosion is moving backwards. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It's really well done. And so when you do when you see that though, you also kind of get the understanding of the uh, of the whole uh, warning scene from the future. Mm-hmm. And then we do go into the future, the post-apocalyptic future, because uh, uh, Cyborg sees that, right? Yeah, yeah. When, when Cyborg is trying to stop the boxes from merging, he sees the future that that will come if these things merged. Yep, yep. And uh, you, I'll let you talk about that. Uh, well, I was thinking more of like the uh, the future in the at the ending with like the after credit scene, right? Well, technically the after credit scene. The, Right, well, I was, uh, because that's, that comes from the, the other thing as well. I was just kind of like making that bridge there for you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I really liked that ending scene, except for the fact that Amber Heard was in it, but you know, right. um, like they could, could have done without her, but you know, a, a lot of people have given Jared Leto a shit time about his role of, as the Joker in Suicide Squad. Which I, I don't get. I don't get it either. I thought he did just fine. For, uh, yeah. For like the element of the Joker that he was trying to represent, I thought he did really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, he he's like more than any other Joker. He represents like violence and volatility, mm-hmm. and like we know we've we've talked about that a million million times. So yeah, I, won't, I won't rehash it. But um, you know, I, I thought that his appearance here was going to be really cheesy because in this in the little teaser thing where they show it. They just have him do like a meme reference, and he's like, "We live in a society," and it was like, "Oh right. God, they're they're doing that shit. They're doing the we live in a society meme." But then, like, they didn't have that in the in the final thing, and it's actually like it's it's a beautifully tense scene. He he's just obviously completely unhinged. It's not the same type of Joker that we see in Suicide Squad. Same actor, but not not the same type of Joker. He's just like it, it's obvious that he's aware that the world is broken, and he's just kind of basking in it, and he keeps taunting and teasing Batman, and really just kind of wants Batman to kill him, and. uh there's a really nice exchange between uh, between Bruce and the Joker too, where he's like Joker like references both his dead parents and Robin, yeah. And finally, Bruce is like, "Okay, well, when I was holding Harley in my arms, her dying wish was for me to kill you." And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> I love that because not as, not as he say he's gonna kill him, but he's he says, gonna "I'm gonna kill fucking kill you." <laughs> <laughs> so good. And what I love about that future scene is like, yeah, the parademons fly away and then we see Cyborg, Cyborg come out and um, 
So we see Cyborg show up, um, Flash shows up, Batman shows up, um, and then, um, uh, crap, what's the other guy? Deathstroke's um, there. Yeah, Deathstroke's there. Because we do get the, after we get the scene with Deathstroke and Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. um, and Deathstroke is, that, that scene's a little bit longer too, because mm-hmm. we're, because he's like, um, Luthor's gonna hire Deathstroke to kill Batman, and Deathstroke is doing it for free. Yeah. And, because he's got, he, He's, he's got a reason why he wants to fight and kill Batman, but he's doing it for free. And uh, so then when we see Deathstroke in this future scene, it's like, okay, like kind of what's going on there where he's there. And uh, and then, of course, then we see Joker. And he's also apparently a part of their team. Yeah. So like yeah. that team is being made up of them. It's like, that's kind of interesting. Uh isn't there some like I know somebody asks Batman like Are you sure it was a good idea to bring him? And what is it that he says? I think he says like What do you think or something like that, right? He says something. Um, I I I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it's like they do ask him like you know you know Do you think it was a good idea to bring him? Yeah. Uh, um, but it's it, that it's uh that that really was was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I, I really really liked Jared Leto's approach to the Joker there. Yeah, of course he's a little bit he's a little bit different. He doesn't have like you know. Well, you also talking about post-apocalyptic things, so you know he's just got like this smeared making like stuff around his mouth. You've seen how he looks. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have like the damage with tattooed on his forehead, but he also has a bunch of makeup on, so you don't know if he if he just if that's covering up all the other stuff there. Right, right. He's still the same. It's journalist. So he's still the same Suicide Squad Joker, but in a different situation. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's <laughs> like a different context in which to see him. So that was that was really cool. Uh, I, I like that that whole thing. Again, makes me want to see more of like what happens next in the future and all that stuff, which yeah, we're not yeah. going to get. That's what's so disappointing about it is that like they they set it up to have so much more in the future, and barring a miracle, it's just never going to happen. So and that that hurts. I mean, it really it, does. It does. <sighs> now there there are a couple things I do want to criticize with it. Um, which I mean, I've already t- I've already complained about the omega beams. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's a valid criticism. Um, although I don't typically mind the slow motion stuff for the most part. What gets me is more about like the sound balancing and the soundtrack and the way it's handled. Every time Wonder Woman does anything, it's not that it goes in slow motion; it's that it goes in slow motion and it does her theme, mm-hmm. which is that one like trilling voice going. Every time. <laughs> yeah. And like the eighth or ninth time, it gets a little bit old. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, see, I mean, I get wanting to like really emphasize a character having a theme. And I think that's a good tradition musically that like yeah. each character has their theme. It's, it's, a, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Like, I'm pretty sure everybody in Lord of the Rings had their own theme music that would play at some point or another, if I'm remembering right. Well, you know what they said in, uh, at the end, I'm going to get you sucker. Every good hero should have some. Yeah. So. But I just, I feel like it's overdone that, like, every time she does something cool, it's fine. Wonder Woman's a cool character, you know, she's she's powerful and sexy and blah, 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 blah. But man, that theme music is really, really overdone in my mind. Um. Trying to think things that I would be critical of. Um, I mean, the thing we complain most about is a little bit petty. But what? Which, what was that? Uh, the end credits music. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they play a lot of Leonard Cohen throughout the movie. Um, apparently Zack Snyder's a big Leonard Cohen fan, which is totally fine. I think he's great. But then at the end, there's doing a really nice soft piano cover of Hallelujah. And it's like, oh yeah, this this is really nice. And then somebody starts singing and it ain't no Leonard Cohen. No, no. <laughs> and it's, it's just Vibrato Ella, the vibrating singer, and it's terrible. And I, it, I've, I've never before last night heard a cover of that song that I just couldn't stand, but... Yeah, that one was not good. God, she pulled it off somehow. <laughs> um, who was? Oh, um, and uh, Carla Gugino uh, oh, yeah. has, a, has a voice in it, which I saw in the credits. Um, the credits are done really well too. There's no, yes. there's no fanfare. It's just like credits, um, which I knew make what's well, what, well done about that. It 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 was somber, like everything yeah. else. Um, but yeah, Carla yeah, did the voice it of took uh, it really seriously. I think it was ship, like uh, ship that talked or whatever. She did the voice yeah, of it. Um, yeah. But there, there was there was a. Uh, there was just like minor things in the movie that I liked, and I'm trying to think of some of the stuff that I, I didn't like. Uh, oh, there was a line that Steppenwolf says when he's um, interrogating the prisoners, when he's trying to figure out where the mother box is, all the people that they kidnapped mm-hmm. that um, had come in contact with the mother box. Says he can't find the fourth one, or the third one, which is the one that Cyborg and um, his dad had. Uh, and there's a scene where he buries that at his mom's grave. Yeah, and he and I I, I hate <laughs> stuff like this. And it's, and I, I get because we're talking about a visual medium that you have to do these kind of things, but like do your show and then carry it on. So he gets to the, he gets to the grave, he gets to the grave and he's got the, the mother box in a, uh, like a can, like a duffel bag. Mm-hmm. He digs a small hole and you're like, and you made a comment, you're like, does everybody just dig like, like, like holes, like, you know, like, like six inches deep. It was like, right. <laughs> dig a real hole. So he digs a hole that's you know, barely big enough for the, the duffel bag. He unzips the duffel bag. And we see that there's a mother box inside and I think it's in like plastic or something. Then he takes it and he puts it in the hole. I'm like, okay, I, I get you when you need to show the audience what's in the bag, but now zip it back up. Like yeah, yeah. either, either take it out and then <laughs> put it in the ground and take the bag home. Or zip it back up, but they just put it in there in the open bag. I'm like, hey, that's... Yeah, yeah. He, like, left the bag unzipped, but left it in the bag and put it in there. Right. But, yeah, nobody ever dug a deep enough hole throughout the entire movie. And, and you're only showing it to me, for, to the audience, so I can so, see that you what's in there. Because you don't need to know what's in there. You yeah. need to double check and be like, wait, did I, did I bring the bag? <laughs> or have we, and he he's like, oh, shit, this is McDonald's. I was supposed to take the... Oh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gave the people the wrong thing. <laughs> like, no, you know what's in the bag already. You don't need to show it. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, uh, Wolf is interrogating the people, and uh, the one guy says, you know, I have a family, and Seven Wolf says Seven something. Wolf says, I got one too. <laughs> <laughs> in the Sweden version, he says, why do people keep telling me that? Which I always thought was great. Like, I'm not going to show you any mercy. I'm like, what a shit. Like, I kidnapped you with my flying demons. You didn't think I'd go fuck with you had a family? If that, was, if that was a concern of mine, I would ask you beforehand. Be like, hey, um, you have a family because we plan on kidnapping you. <laughs> I like the idea of a, of a paranormal demon monster who has to let his victims go if they have a family. It's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> here, here. Throgmore, let the man go. He has a family. Yeah, here's here's the bad thing is it's like, do you have a family? And it's like, um, and you think back, you're like, shit, I I, I definitely got the girl pregnant. I know I did, and, <laughs> and I it's like, 
but I never want to acknowledge it because I got you such a bitch and I want to, <laughs> but, but if I say yes, then I don't have to go with this demon. But if I say no, like family, yes or no, no, <laughs> take, take me away. <laughs> which thing which your name was? Calgon? <laughs> It's like, if, if I tell you yes, you won't tell anybody, right? It's like, no, if you have family, you must declare it to the heavens. <laughs> the world must know of your family. It's like, uh. <laughs> and you get to heaven and, and then God's like, let him go. Like, he has a family. Uh, no, 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 I don't. He has a family. He got this girl pregnant in college. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't. That wasn't. That wasn't. That, uh, I don't even know that girl. Well, it wasn't me. Like, it was somebody who looked like me. Yeah. <laughs> you better um, not kidnap that guy. Yeah. It's like, come with me. He starts trying to pull him away. It's like, uh, uh no, no. It's it's, it's a line of God ascension to be down here anyway. I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> so, cyborg in this movie. Um, they did a really good job of fleshing cyborg out. Yeah, I keep, I keep yeah, saying flesh did. out. Well, of of like. Roboting him out. Um, <laughs> but I, one of my major gripes, and it's not just with this movie, because obviously it goes back to, to um, Sweden, is, you know, I've got to save my son. Um, okay, first of all, I don't even know how your fucking son's alive. Right. Okay. <laughs> he is like the, like from the rib cage up, a head and an arm. <laughs> That's it. And not, not even most of a left arm. It's it's stumped at the shoulder. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and he he's got like it's that damn truck driver. I know. <laughs> he's got no stomach, no intestines. He really is lungs, heart, rib cage, head, and right arm. That's it. What are you saying? How is he even fucking alive? <laughs> like you know, I I swear when I saw when I saw like cyborg. Like, I can, all of a sudden, in my ears, you know, you know, sometimes you just get a sudden ringing in your ears, you don't know what it's from. Yeah. Like, when I saw Cyborg, all of a sudden I heard this, I was like, and I was like, <laughs> I was like what is that? It was Ripley trying to crawl out of his grave. He was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was like, this is the kind of shit I need to have my sideshow attraction. It was like, see the guy who's just a head, rib cage, and an arm, and he's still alive. Like, no, he's not. Like, I don't know how Cyborg was still alive with that little, like, of a body left. There's there's really no way he could have been in real life, I don't think. Because he can't eat anything, because he's got no he's got no digestive system. Yeah. So he can't get any nourishment. I mean, he barely, like... The only good thing is that his heart only has to beat like once a minute because like the blood didn't have to go anywhere. It's not, I mean, he's not sending blood through his entire body. If his heart beat like a regular person, right, then he would just, he would just be like overloading the rest of his body with blood. It was, he, would, he would be like the flash because it's like, I got to wear all this extra blood. He'd just be hopping around his arms just all over the place. Like a, like a, like a head on a pogo stick. <laughs> So it's like that line from uh, the Weird Al song Albuquerque. He's like, now he has a really cute nickname, Torso Boy. <laughs> What's he so upset about? <laughs> I told you about the scene in, in Kids, right? I think so. Yeah, the one that makes me laugh and I shouldn't laugh, and I feel like a horrible person yeah. when I laugh. <laughs> the, the guy with his his big cup of chains that I have no legs. I have no legs. I have. I'm like, I don't know why that's funny to me, but it is. Oh God. I was, I mean, I don't even know why I'm trying to apologize. I already know I'm going to hell for all the other shit we've said. So, I mean, it's a little too late now. Deathbed confessions don't work for me. 
I, I, to, to, I know, like, if, if I don't die suddenly, like, I, like, my, I won't be able to have a death bed confessions. I will suddenly find myself mute for some reason. <laughs> and he'd be like, and he'd be like, God, be like, huh, what? What's going on? No. I, I was, uh, I was watching these people over here. Oh, what's going on over there? <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, Cyborg, like, okay, what, what did you save? I mean, like, really? A- anyway. Um, you know, that's that's the ever-classic quality-of-life discussion, where it's like, even the, like he didn't know that he was going to use the mother box to make a robot body for his kid. But I'm, I'm just wondering, how was that much of him still alive, though? Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't think, I don't think it's possible. Um, it's weird. Yeah. So Cyborg, when we see him in the hospital when his dad comes to visit him after the accident, which I'm going to get to, um, when we see him in the hospital after the accident, and when we see him when the mother box you know, b- builds his body... His his head is for the most part fine, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. So why, as a robot, is half his face covered in metal? Yeah, it's a good question. Now, one of the things we see when the mother box is uh, is like forming his body is that it does take over a lot more flesh than it needs to. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't just, and it may be because, like, again, like he doesn't have a digestive system and all that stuff. So it's not just a matter of just connecting your your human fleshy parts to my new robot synth is like, I've got to make it work somehow. So I've got to take over more than, you know, than what you would think in order to make all this stuff work. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he, cause he doesn't have like when the, in the movie, he really, he really technically only is a head. Yeah. Because yeah. when we see his neck, his neck is all, is all robotic. Both of his arms are robotic. So even that, that, you know, that arm they saved, it was, it was almost like, um, uh, Bob Morton from Robocop came in and was like, I thought we agreed on total body prosthesis, not lose the arm, right? And, <laughs> and so, because, so he really is just, you know, he's not even, and, and the mother box took over like half his face too. So, I mean, in the end, like his dad really kind of fucked him over, uh, <laughs> not, uh, not knowing that, but a little bit, a little bit, but he did turn him into a badass robot. He though. did. So, you know, Cyborg's being all fucking Moby and emo and like, oh, I'm a robot. Um, you know, like, I can stream everything for free. And I don't have to worry about cutting the cable. It's like, you know, there's, there's no limits. Um, they give him a little background. They show him like the, the football scene yeah, um, where he's playing football and this got some slow motion in the air that the cinematography in that is beautiful. That was really well shot. Um, but I lost all respect for him when he started crying. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was that moment where we were both like, come on. Don't be a puss, dude. <laughs> So, um, like, oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the quarterback. I, I do nothing but crush cheerleader pussy. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> they didn't come again. Like, I mean, you should, why would you be even expecting it? Like, he hasn't shown up for any of the games. Like, why would you expect him to, to show up this time? Right. He promised. Oh, he didn't promise those other times. He promised then too. Then you should, like, grow up here. You got a, you got a precedent here. I, mean, I, I hope that the mother box finally gave him some balls. <laughs> Nerf is like, no, I must remake you the same way you were before, sans testicles. <laughs> and that's why he's got that Ken doll smooth nothing down there. <laughs> yeah. And Cyborg does have some bony ass legs too. He does. I'm just saying, he needs to, yeah, computer leg day. Um, <laughs> computer leg. So, uh, but them doing all that, um, and then we don't really know exactly what happens, but apparently he and his mom are in a car accident because they're driving and all of a sudden, like, bam, like, he's like screeching and lights and bam. Well, in the beginning of the movie, when we do, when we see like the, the flash kind of like 
origin, not origin, but um, when we see like the life of the day and the life of the flash mm-hmm. and trying to get a job and shit, um, there is a guy driving a, uh, a semi and, <laughs> and the semi says it's like a, it's like a uh, grocery store or a farm or something. Yeah, yeah. And it says Gardner Fox on the side, which is the uh, guy that you know, created uh, Justice League. Um, and so it was kind of cool to see that on there. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to eat the sandwich. I thought it was going to be a Big Belly burger, but it wasn't. It was like, it wasn't a Big Kahuna burger. It was like something else. But, um, <laughs> it was but, some uh, kind of burger. Yeah. But he, anyway, he drops his, his, his like, you know, his burger. And he's trying to reach down while driving the semi and pick it up. And he's like fumbling trying to grab this thing. And apparently this is like, this burger must have like part crack in it or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. But he's trying like hell to like get this, uh, the sandwich, this burger off the floor so he can eat it off this dirty ass, like, like, truck driver like floor gross ass nasty ass truck driving floor yeah at the same time that um that iris west uh or i uh, iris yeah um it, not, not iris uh shit uh yeah I, iris um um it west is um is trying to leave I mean, it shouldn't have a name but that's who she's supposed to be iris yeah, yeah. is trying to leave from where the flash was and she gets hit by the semi and that's when he runs out there and saves her and all that stuff. Does not try to do anything to save the truck driver, though. Nope. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Even though he has no idea what caused the truck to crash. But the, <laughs> the truck didn't seem to be as much uh, damage to the car, which exploded, which I wasn't expecting it at all. No. Um, uh, and so when uh, when the cyborg and his mom get hit by a car, we assume it's by a car, we just assumed it was the same truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> who can't hold on to a sandwich for like the life of him <laughs> drove through time still trying to get that damn burger and that's why I just started laughing earlier when I was like it's like that damn truck driver he's like I don't know how many heroes he's created but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the follow up to that scene after he after he crashes the girl's car he keeps driving and the back of the truck flaps open and the chemicals spill out <laughs> <laughs> blind the daredevil and, and they, spill into the sewers and create the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> He's like, man, I don't know what's going on today. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, his truck is what killed Bruce Wayne's parents. <laughs> <laughs> and Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy, the guy had the gun on him, but he wasn't planning on shooting until the, until the truck, like, like, like 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 the back of the truck like hits him and he's like oh and the reflex and bam it's like oh shit I guess I gotta shoot them both now <laughs> that's the untold story is he's like the guy holding him up is like uh, you know what I'll let you guys go you you gave me the pearl necklace you gave me your wallet so I'll let you guys go and then the truck's just like <laughs> smashes his parents <laughs> yeah Bruce didn't remember that part he just remembers the gun didn't remember the truck it's like. No, I can't. Just give him the necklace, Martha. Just give him the necklace. I can't. And it's like, but you gave me this pearl necklace. Don't worry, I'll give you another one tonight. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, I mean, he's rich. I mean, yeah, you, sure you can, can afford it. You can find an all-night jeweler. What? <laughs> I'm not being sexual. No, so. definitely not. So, um, so yeah, uh, so we we can see a lot of that. But then his father is keeps trying to like talk to him and and work with him. Um. Uh, there was a scene in, in Whedon's cut where he says um, he talks to um, his dad and says something about um, uh, you don't want, him to, you want them to see like the the monster and he goes you know 
Vic, you're not a monster. And he goes, it's funny. You thought that I was talking about me. Uh, which is kind of, it's, it's an interesting line of dialogue, but like, how is, uh, again, saving your life, how does that make me a monster? How does saving your life, you're an ungrateful piece of shit. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like he just wants to chill in the bed like the kid from Titanica. Right. And I was like, like, no, no, let it breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Cyborg's laying in bed and going, Brian Wilson ain't got nothing on me. So, um, but um, we, his father tells him, he leaves him his like tape recorder and says, you know, you, there's so many things that you're capable of and uh, you can do this and you can do that. Um, and and we see him actually go and practice um, like flying. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. We see him practice that and he does it on the roof, not in the house where he's going to set shit on fire. And uh, the one part that was weird that we both talked about was he talks he talks that, you know, um, and his dad actually said something really, really cool, which is he's like, you. there's so many things you can do and it's like, and the, the power is not, uh, is not like what you can do. Uh, it's, uh, having the power to not do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, you see, he kind of like gets into the, uh, like the, like all the financial records of the world. And he, and for some reason, he just zeroes in this one woman, which we have no idea why. And he's like, he's kind of like stalking her. Like she's a waitress and he's like watching her on the cameras and then he follows her to this and then, um, be, again, basically gets her killed trying to do like this whole like Good Samaritan thing where <laughs> he takes a bunch of money and puts it in her account. And then like the, the ATM says, you won like the, like Gotham National Bank, like lottery. And her account <laughs> goes from like $17 to like $117,000 or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's all well and good. But, um, first off, whole bank error in your favor thing, that doesn't really work. I mean, the bank's going to notice all of a sudden you have a bunch of money that just showed up in your account yeah. from nowhere. <laughs> like, cause all he does is just manipulate the ones and zeros, mm-hmm. so, but it doesn't actually show money being put into the account. So when the bank looks at that and says, we don't see where this money came from, like you didn't cash a check, you didn't bring it in, it wasn't transferred in, more likely they're going to take that money back out. Right, right. Um, or if he did transfer it from someone else, then that person's going to be looking for it. Like, those are the kind of things where it looks like you did a good deed, but really you just really fucked this person over. Yeah. Well, I mean, it shows him growing the money pile, so I guess it's supposed to be that, oh, he's, like, putting the money in there, but it's like, you can't just create money. Right. <laughs> so, so like, it had to come from somewhere. So, um, and again, I don't know why he picked this one particular person that he stalked and followed. Um, I think it's because she had, like, the smallest pile of money. Because he's looking at all these visual representations of people's savings accounts. Mm-hmm. And apparently everybody in Gotham was rich but her. And it's like, oh, well, she had $11 in her savings account, so I'm going to help her. Yeah. Um, I can tell you right now that, uh... uh at least with me, I have a savings account, I have a checking account, and with my savings account, it has to have a, has to have a minimum of twenty five dollars in there. Right, right. So unless I'm going to close my account out, I can I can't um, take out anything that's going to make the balance go below twenty five dollars. Right. Yeah. So her having like only like eleven dollars, seventeen dollars in her account, mm, I mean that's just a, like a bit of a technicality thing, but yeah, no. Uh, um. So that that was interesting. We see him like kind of you know what he can get into as far as the internet and accessing accounts and break hacking into this, hacking into that. Um, there's no scene where he's watching Bruce and Wonder Woman like walking by the lake and stuff because, you know, 
which I thought was kind of interesting. He's watching them as they're talking about putting the team together. And then when Wonder Woman and he meet in the Sweden version, mm-hmm. she's like, you know, if I wanted to kill you, I would have done it by the lake. Which means that she knew he was watching them the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, a completely unnecessary scene. I mean, really, if you if you take it out, which we did take it out in the Zack Snyder cut, it doesn't it doesn't really add anything to it. So you're right. not really missing anything by taking out the fact he was watching him. Um, but we do see more of him as a person grow. And then his interaction with his dad like grows and and it's it's really kind of it's 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 much better. I don't hate Cyborg right. in this ver- in this version yeah, of the movie. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Now I, I I will say what I said last night, which is literally nobody would have been upset if they made him a little bit more like the way he is in Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah. With a little booyah. Yeah, yeah. Just like give him give him some kind of fun loving nature. He's still nothing but emo in this. And I I don't hate him either anymore. Um, you know, the, the Snyder Cut definitely saved the the way they present him and they at least give him like an opportunity for growth and stuff. But I just I don't think anybody would have been upset. If, like, he made, like, if they, even if they just showed, like, a clip of him eating a plate of waffles or something, just <laughs> something to, to be like, yeah, this, this guy can, can have a little bit of fun. I see. I think that would come next now that he's starting to get more, um, comfortable with his body. Yeah. And yeah. who he is. Um, the part where they dig up Superman's, uh, body, you know, they do, like, Flash actually says, I could do this all by myself in a matter of seconds, but I think he says something about he thought it'd be disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, but they're not the only ones there. They're, they're digging up the body, but Wonder Woman and Aquaman are also there too. So that was kind of interesting to have them all there instead of just those two. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Cyborg did, I'm trying to think, he did something, um, oh, shit, I can, um, the extra arms. Yeah, yeah, they were really cool. Yeah, he just, when he's like, in so a couple scenes, he like grows or like forms these extra arms that come out to fell, to fight with him and stuff, which is kind of badass. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I, they, they did a really good job of making everybody uh, work together and, and really making you understand like who they were. And it's a long movie. I didn't really feel it. I was, I was kind of starting to drift off, but this is because it had been a long day for me. Um, but it wasn't because I was bored in any way. The movie moves along at a really good pace. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, you know, has their has their part in it, and it works well. And then the fight scene at the end with Steppenwolf and them and uh, and his armor, and and then Superman coming back. Oh yeah, all that was was really good. There was no point where I was bored with it. Like no. I, I remember at one point we had to pause, and it was like, wow, it's already two hours twenty minutes in. Um, oh yeah, and I do want to address, because we were saying, you know, the the ending of the original was stupid. Yeah. And, like, for those who haven't seen the original, which I can't imagine why you would, it's like, oh, you know, I di- didn't watch it when it came out, but now that there's a four-hour cut, I'll give it a chance. Um, but, you know, like, the, the ending of the original is that, like, nobody really does anything, and then Wonder Woman happens to break his sword, and that makes him scared, and the parademons live off of fear, so they eat him. Yeah. And it's just fucking stupid. And it makes me mad. It's just stupid. But then, like, Superman actually kicks the shit out of him. Superman does most of the fighting, which is the way it's supposed to be. Because that's the whole reason that they even brought him back, is that they're not strong enough without him. Well, um, they do. Wonder Woman and Aquaman do a lot of the fighting. They do. And then Superman shows up. And then from that point on, it's, um... like he really kind of dominates that fight scene. It, it's a slaughter. He like he cuts off one of his horns, which is really cool. Um, 
just just pummels the shit out of him. And um, he still doesn't land the killing blow, but it's not just some dumb arbitrary thing of like, oh, now, now Wonder Woman happens to break your sword. It's like they have teamwork there. Aquaman stabs him with the trident, and then Superman like punches him towards the portal, sending him back to Apocalypse, and as he flies by, Wonder Woman cuts his head off, which is pretty nice. And um, his body lands in, in Apocalypse in the, the throne room where Darkseid is standing there with Desaad and his army and Granny Goodness. And they're just kind of watching. Yep. And uh, and when the body comes through, it hits the ground and we see like his head has been you know cut off and goes, goes you know, tumbling towards Darkseid. And Darkseid just steps on it and then crushes it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. It's like, fuck that guy. He didn't mean anything to me anyway. <laughs> uh, it's... Yeah, that, that's such a that's so badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's yeah. I know there's things, that, there are parts that I'm leaving out, but again, it's just a four hour movie. So trying to like think back on everything that happened. Yeah, we watched it at like one o'clock in the morning. So, um, and we were making little comments too as we were watching it. Um, just because it's just it was you know we were just having fun. Yeah, and even with our little comments, we were just kind of like you know just having fun with you know the scenes and stuff. None of that was to the point where we were. Where we were like, we're really making fun of this movie because it's, it's, I mean, just what, just within the first hour, we were like, this is far superior oh, yeah, to, yeah. to the, the other version. Um, and you, I said the extended scenes on the way they, they kind of work with people, uh, there's, when they, um, when they first encounter Superman, when he first comes back to life, there's not, they don't have that thing with, uh, Aquaman where it's like, you know, uh, like, stop acting that way or whatever. It's like, uh, he was like, uh, he's like, you know, I'm not acting right because he's not acting because he's not right. That that whole thing that that's yeah, not there. Yeah. Um, they do have the thing where where cyborgs can't control his body and stuff. But anyway, it's a uh, and, and they they drop. There's little hints to like um, the guy that's going to become like uh, this the atom mm-hmm. and little things like that. They they kind of were peppering in there. There's like a formation of um, of the um, Justice League and more members and stuff. Several Green Lantern references, mm-hmm. and so that was pretty cool. <clears throat> um. So all in all, I mean, it's it really is was well done. Yeah, really yeah. liked the all the the additions to it. Uh, it. I can't say enough about Steppenwolf's like his armor is just so badass. That was so well done. Yeah. Um, uh, and I mean, for Batman, still shines. And he's, Batman does a lot of cool ass stuff in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Batman was not trying to sacrifice himself in this movie like he was in the Sweden version where he was like. I mean, you kind of get the impression he might because he, he says things like, you know, no matter what happens, you know, you guys continue on with the mission. But it wasn't that where he was like, he's going to sacrifice himself to free us. And right. then they all show up to like to to um, to help him and stuff. Not everyone plays their part. They play it well. And um, and, you know, Aquaman gets over carrying a girly a girly trident. So that's yeah. always good. <laughs> Don't want to use it. It was my mom's. <laughs> Can you use my mom's trident? So, yeah, and, and I will say, as much as I've bitched about Amber Heard being in the movie, it's, that's not a legitimate criticism of the film. Oh, Because yeah. that's not a reflection on Snyder's filmmaking ability. It's just a shitty choice in casting, because she's a terrible person. So, one cool thing that they showed in this movie, um, which wasn't any others I'm aware of, is you see uh, Amber Heard. So, in, Atlante- in Atlantis, the Atlantean race, you have to no Atlantean magic in order to be able to control the water and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Volko knows how to, and uh, that's William Defoe's character, and so does uh, Mira. And so they're able to like control the water and like uh, 
create like you know separated to create those little pockets of uh, air to talk. Yeah, and they do it a couple times for them to be able to talk to one another, and then you realize that you see them like when they're not um, doing that, and they make fish noise. They make them as in the water that's how they communicate in water yeah it's really cool so it was like that was really kind of cool to see like okay i'm doing this so we can talk you know with uh just you know the human speak and uh but then otherwise they were just they're just making this like you know noise which which was which was cool to kind of like hear and see all that stuff yeah yeah and uh, there, there was one cool thing when like Steppenwolf was trying to get the mother box off of the pillar, and he's swimming towards it, and so she creates the air bubble around him and just makes him fall, yeah, like three stories and hit the ground. So and that was, she, and then she, uh, then she like made the water come back and just like flooded down on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, like yeah, as much as much as I bitch about her being in the movie and she sucks as a person, and I don't like her. But, uh, you know, that's not a reflection on Zack Snyder's directing. So I can't really say that that's a legitimate critique either. I, Any more than, like, um, Kevin Spacey being in Baby Driver is a critique right. of the movie. It's, it's, it's not. Um, I will say this, though. Um, I'm not going to completely discount Amber Heard. Because she's a very attractive woman. Um, oh, she is. And just say, let's say, just, just put it out there, right? Hypothetically. If one day in the future I become incontinent, I'm going to look her up. Because at that point, I'll be used to having shit in my bed, so it won't be a big deal. Yeah, I mean, but, but if anybody but her puts the shit in the bed, then she's probably going to wind up cutting the tip of your finger off with a wine bottle. I don't really the, think the that way, was wine. The way she did Johnny Depp. Well, I mean, at the same time, though, Johnny Depp was spending like, $50,000 a month on wine? You know, if I was making that kind of money as an actor, I would probably spend the same thing on scotch. I don't like wine that much, but... Oh, shit, you know what? Come to think of it, maybe maybe that wasn't his wine bill. Maybe that was her wine bill. Maybe. Maybe he was like, he's like, oh, geez, you know... Maybe she just blamed it all on him, like everything else. He's like, oh, God. It's like, you know, she won't eat a damn thing, but she goes through $50,000 a month in wine. <laughs> her, she's not a natural redhead. That's fucking wine! <laughs> She drinks so much, it just seeps out through her pores. <laughs> yeah, we, we did have that uh, that conversation during the film. It's like, it, it's a shame that she's such a terrible person, because she is very pretty, and she can act. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no, I'm... Why do you, that's why, why do you think there's that one, that deleted scene from uh, from Mad Max, where Immortan Joe is like, he's like, oh, thank God. He's like... <laughs> If I had to, if I found one more piece of shit in my bed, I swear to God. <laughs> and I, I, I know I keep making that like the whole point of it, but it's just shit in my bed. That would sure as fuck be a deal breaker for me. <laughs> I'm like, no, we don't put shit in my bed. It's like, oh yeah, you know, she she like yells at me and keeps me up at night, and you know, she's she's hit me and cut my fingers off a few times. That's uh, you know that that happens. You know, we all have our bad days in relationships. You you did what in my bed? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how is that? I better a, break up with her. How is that a joke? I mean, it's just like <laughs> it's not a joke. It's not. If you think that's a joke, you got a stupid sense of humor. <laughs> okay, so apparently he doesn't like the whole idea of like you know someone like of a putting shit in his bed. Okay, <laughs> fine. So I did something else. Like, oh my god, there's a dead homeless man in my bed. <laughs> Gotcha! <laughs> pranked. Hey, what's up, everybody? Be sure to smash that like button. Today we're going to prank Johnny Depp by putting shit in his bed. <laughs> you just got heard. 
do you mean I'm canceled? Well, you know, Amber, when you, when you first came to us with the, with an idea of doing a prank show, we thought, okay, great. I mean, you're, you're, you're a former model. You're an actress now. You're really pretty. And you want to do a prank show where most people probably would think that you would, you know, have that kind of humor. We thought it'd be great. But, you know, the first three episodes were really good. Dead homeless person in the bed. We, 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 we laughed. I, I laughed. Uh, I showed it to my mom. She, she, she laughed. My, my dad laughed too. I laughed. Um, I cried. It moved me, really. Yeah. Um, but then when the fourth episode was also a, a dead homeless person. And, and the fifth. And the sixth. Um, you know, it's just like, well, I thought there were going to be different kind of pranks. You know, like every, you know, something different. Um, then the police started asking questions. <laughs> so... It's just, it's just going to be just better for all of us if we just part ways here. Yeah, no, no, I can mix it up, I swear. I'll, I'll mix it up. Okay, everybody, welcome, welcome to today's episode of, of Get Heard. Uh, today we're going to cut Johnny's finger off of the wine bottle. <laughs> I've got the wine bottle here. <laughs> all right. And now Johnny's here in the kitchen minding his own business. I'm just going to walk up <laughs> behind him and just smash this on the end of his hand. Uh, and now I'm going to take tip finger and I'm going to put it in the bed. <laughs> Dead homeless guy. <laughs> oh no! I think the dead homeless guy shit the bed. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> oh. oh shit! Look at this. Um, uh, coming to MTV this this summer. Amber Heard's prank show. Hey, wow! See, there's there's nothing that MTV won't put on there. That's right. Right after Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> have the worst ideas. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shit is somebody's bed as a practical show. He's <laughs> never heard an impractical jokers. Okay, yeah, now shit in his bed. <laughs> that's the thing, like, no matter what they sent her out on assignment to do, like, that's not what you're supposed to do. We, you were supposed to go to the restaurant. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Like, no, you were supposed to eat lawn clippings in the restaurant. Why, why are you shitting on the booth? <laughs> Amber, stop. Trust me, this is funnier. <laughs> it's okay, I'm a, I'm a supermodel. <laughs> now, she, now she shits in the booth, she goes in the back and grabs like four bottles of wine goes walk out the door. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. It's like... You can't take that wine. It's like, it's okay. I'm a big pile of shit over there for you. You just got heard. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been going for like two hours. Oh, man. So we got got a good two-parter out of this. And I think we're ending on a really good note. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we we could go any further. Uh, I mean, mean, where else can you go besides Amber (laughs) Hershey? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm definitely going to watch this again sometime this week. Um, And just to pick up on on some more, like the little things. um, And again, watching, seeing everybody really kind of get their turn and, and kind of develop the character for them. Yeah, yeah. Even, even Cyborg, he's not as pussy and bitchy and whiny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he really starts to, like, you know, really, um, like, lean into being a cyborg and, and all that. And uh, 
And that, there was the one scene where uh, when they go to revive Superman. Yep. And it's and Aquaman seems starts having second thoughts. And he says something, and you and I weren't sure if he said go or mm-hmm. if he said no. Yep, yep, yep. And when I watch it again, I'm going to listen a little more carefully. But I think it being ambiguous like that really, really kind of does something for the plot too. Where it's like everyone's kind of all for it. There's, there's no part where one of them is like, I don't think we should do this or whatever. Um, but I, I do miss the scene where uh, in the Sweden cut where uh, uh, Bruce calls her out, but like, oh, what did the the the, the uh, Steve Trevor, yeah, you know, like, you know, did you get that from him? Oh, and then yeah. she, like, she slams him, you know, pushes him, like, but I mean, again, he has a really nice point in that part, which is, like, you disappeared on us for years. You let all kinds of atrocities, like, happen. And then there was that weird shit that happened in 1984, but I, I, I mean, I'm still trying to, like, wrap my head around, like, say, what? <laughs> um, uh, uh, but, you know, you let all stuff, like, Go by what just because of one man, mm-hmm. one man. I mean, I mean, I get it. It was your first time having sex, and it was probably the best thing ever. But <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm sorry, I still have issues with that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dumb. So, but uh, but yeah, so uh, that that was our very very disheveled, disorganized uh, review of the film. We liked it. That's how we do. <laughs> that um. is how we do. You know how we be. Um, so in, in closing, uh, if you are one of the actresses who played the Amazonians with the hammers, call us. Oh, yeah. Or, or just even, even any of the ones that, that were there, like the ones shooting the bows, riding the horses. I mean, I mean, just, I mean they, they were all good, but I mean, those abs. Oh, yeah. yeah they, abs they, for days. They, the hammer chicks were just definitely the, the, the best. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> de- definitely like call us, slide into our DMs, text us, something. You, you definitely come over to my house and we can play Hammer House of Horror. You know what I mean? <laughs> Zang, yo. So, uh, yeah. Um, I've been a Comey. Yeah, my name is Turk One Eight Two. And uh, thanks for listening to us. And, uh, you know, obviously we give us a very favorable, favorable review, but get yeah, check out the, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to call it the Zack, the Zack Snyder cut. That's when, that's what it's labeled as what's being called the Zack Snyder cut. I'm going to just call it Justice League. Yeah. Cause that's is, what it is. This is just like Justice League Prime. This is just like the true Justice League. Right. The, the, that other thing didn't, I mean, it's, it's good for a LARF, but, <laughs> you know, but now, now that I've seen, uh, you know, now it's, it's, it's like, um, when you like buy like a really good pair of shoes from um and a like like Payless or shoe warehouse or whatever, mm-hmm. like yeah, these are really nice. And then you put on a pair of Nikes, like no, 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 yeah, these like this. Is, now those are good. And I don't mind like wearing those when I'm cutting grass. I'm just gonna like it's raining outside. And I'm gonna just make a quick trip to the store. I'll wear those ones I got from you know from the shoe wholesaler. But you know. If I really want to enjoy myself walking around, I'm going to put on these Nikes, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I would compare it to ramen. Like, you know, you, you can get, like, the 30-cent Marichan stuff, and it's good. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you if you got the munchies, it'll it'll get the job done. But when you go to, like, a dope-ass ramen joint, like, up in Bethesda, there's just no going back. Yep. It's like, wow, yeah, no, this, this is what you want when you want to have a good dinner. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know... When I really want to, when I want to eat and not just be, have a full belly, but enjoy what I put in my mouth, mm-hmm. right? That's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that, that's a really, that's a really good analogy. So, uh, so yeah. 
So, hey, check out some of our other movie reviews that we have. You should watch, you shouldn't watch, uh, all kinds of stuff. And uh, check out some of our Let's Watches where you can hear us review shit live. Uh, and of course, I mean, obviously, if you do happen to stumble upon this podcast for some weird, bizarre-ass reason, you know, Zack Snyder, yeah, you're always welcome on this show. We can talk about anything. You know, actually, if Zack Snyder came on this show, I wouldn't want to talk about Watchmen. I wouldn't want to talk about 300, Dawn of the Dead, Batman vs Superman, uh, Justice League. I'd want to just talk comics with him. Yeah. The guy, the guy is a true comic book fan. Yeah. I'd want to talk comics with him. I would just want to get the phone number of those hammer chicks. But... <laughs> You're gonna have Zack Snyder come on the show just so you can get the phone number of the hammer girls. Man, they not even take advantage of the fact that he's on the show. Be like, okay, here's our chance to really talk to him. Like, no, it's like, yeah. Uh, so uh, if you can give me that number there, and uh, yeah, so everybody that was Zack Snyder, but like, I didn't, I didn't say anything. <laughs> Like this was a three-minute episode. Yeah, well, you know, I got some phone calls to make. Here, be like, yeah, look, just, just give me, just, just give me those ten numbers. That's all I need. I, you, I don't even care what order you put them in. I will find it out. I'll be like a fucking Da Vinci Code. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will, I will create my own fucking Turing device to figure this thing out. So. But yeah. All, All right. right. Well, bye everybody. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.